sometimes my legs can be a little bit heavy. Okay. So through her dance, she sort of like tones the lyrics down a little bit so that people, you know, don't feel that it's like too much for them to handle. Beyond being just a musician, I consider myself a performer. So I always, you know, like, I don't know, spice it up by adding a little bit of drama. I try to make my audience feel like I really mean what I am saying, right? But I know that sometimes that can be too much for some people. So I don't want, you know, to stress anyone out. So that's why I brought the dancer and I'm like, okay. look, she's dancing, she's doing something amazing. Well, I'm telling you something really horrible. Frequently people would ask me like, what are your lyrics about? And I couldn't really explain myself. I would try to give an explanation as to what I was singing about, but I wasn't sure. I guess after I came out, like everything made sense because all of the lyrics were about that. You know, not just that, about being honest with yourself, yes. you know, about like all of that secret pain that you carry, you know, all of the time. I have found that quite a few of my songs resonate with the LGBT community, but uh, in the same uh, token, I find that they resonate with like people who deal with mental health issues, yeah. you know, and those two things are not necessarily connected, sure, sure. you know though many times they are. Yeah. I find like I'm still censoring myself. Despite everything, I find like there are still a million other things that I would like to talk about that I'm still hesitating a little bit. Not because I worry too much about what people are gonna think about me, because the truth is I don't give a fuck about that. But it's more about, am I gonna be able to handle it? For me, good songwriting is it's like playing with fire, you know? It's like those those buskers, you know, who like play with fire mm -hmm. and they have to know what they are doing otherwise they might burn themselves. And I find like sometimes, you know, when you touch certain feelings, if you don't know what to do with them, they might consume you. So that's why there are things that I just sometimes don't allow myself to go into. I like to think about things for a very long time and once the thought has been like processed and given shape then I write it down Is it become almost like an internal dialogue I guess? Oh god, girl, <laughs> I'm always talking to myself yeah. inside my head yeah. which is both a good and sometimes a bad thing because then like I forget to talk to other people unless uh, they talk to me and they're like, you're not saying anything I'm like, girl, I'm saying a lot <laughs> inside I find like when I smoke, sometimes that dialogue becomes a little bit more objective. Sometimes I can be too protective of myself and though that is good, many times it translates into me not being honest about my own bullshit. Because we all have bullshit. Yes. And sometimes it's like, oh no, I'm not a bad person. I can be bad. I can do bad things, I know that. Just like I know that I can do beautiful things. I know that when I smoke sometimes, like I get a little bit removed from myself and then I can have that conversation with myself. Like, hey, you're fucking up. Like, can we talk about this? So do you want to talk about your past, who you were? About my past? Yeah. Oh Does my God. Comfortable? What was it like growing up? What was it like growing up? Ah. Oh. 
My childhood was full of magic. Since a very young age, I was always the center of attention. The kids were always, you know, following me. They were always around me. They would dance around me and I would dance with them. I didn't know I was in the center. And for many years, I felt very lonely, even though I was always in the middle. I could tell that they would look up to me, but I didn't really know how to answer their questions. So that's when I started talking to myself. We moved many times, so my writing would keep me company. I think that a lot of people resented me for that because I went from being always in the center to always being in the outside. It seemed more manageable. It's something that has continued throughout my life. I have met different groups of people throughout my life and I feel like at a certain moment I have already absorbed everything I was meant to absorb at that moment. And then I move on very easily. It's something that offends some people. I don't do it on purpose, I simply see it as a regular stage that has ended and a new one needs to begin. I'm always happy when I see people from my past, but I try not to miss them much. I know it sounds awful, but what I mean is that sometimes it's very difficult for me not to get attached to people. And for that reason, I prevent it before it happens, for my own sake. Because that way I can say goodbye more easily. Otherwise it's too painful. I, I cannot handle it. And I've had to say goodbye to a lot of people from my past, my family included. And that was difficult because it made me feel like perhaps there wasn't going to be anyone left there to help me out if my family was gone. And then I realized that for the last 20 years they have not been there. It's been me. I've been gone. I was always the crazy child who wanted to see the world. They could not understand why I would move to this country by myself without speaking the language, without knowing anything. And I was curious, I wanted to see what was out there. Because I, I knew there was more. Where were you growing up? I grew up in Mexico. Here's where a full circle comes together. Because now, after all of these years here, I've been here for 15 years now, I've begun to learn more about where I come from. I've become more connected with my roots. And I realize now that I was sold a lie, that I was gonna have a brighter future out there. And I know some people are gonna say like, oh, you're so ungrateful. Like, how much have we given you? How much have you taken away from me? My culture, my roots, my language. Sometimes I don't remember how to speak my own language. And that pisses me off. And those are the kind of things I don't talk about. But I want to. And I want to write those songs. Because 
something was stolen from me and I'm taking it back. Yeah. I question myself. That's just my personality. I've always been like that since a very young age. It's always gotten me in trouble. Because I always question everything, including <coughs> my own sanity. <coughs> and from a very young age, I would always get in trouble at school, with my family, on the street. Because I always had a question. And it was always a very uncomfortable question. To me, it didn't seem uncomfortable. I just wanted a rational explanation. Because I knew that the feeling part, I already had dealt with it. I knew what things felt like. There were many other intellectual questions that just did not explain the world as it was. And my family, were they were very religious. Um, so I grew up in, in that environment. It's taken me some years to overcome, you know, certain things. Guilt. I do not need scientific proof to know there is a God. I know there is a God. I don't need scientific proof for that. But I need proof as to why a man can speak on God's name that I don't believe. And that was always my disagreement with, with my family. That to them it was the representative of that power who was more important. Whatever that man said, we had to obey. I was not going to take orders from another man. I'm, I'm hopeful that one day I will get the chance to speak to my family again. When I left, I didn't even tell them I, I had left. I, I, I told them three months later that I was thinking of. Oh my God. I was already in Vancouver. And <laughs> And my mother cried, my dad was very upset because I had just graduated uh, like two years before and then I was gonna go and they, and they tried to like guilt trip me and I almost fell for it. I was 20, 21 at the time, 23 I think and I just like sold everything and left. I didn't even say goodbye. I want to only have what I really need, which is my guitar, the stuff that I need for my guitar, and maybe a couple of changes, you know, clothing changes, and I would be very happy with that. But I still own too many things, and I will get rid of some soon because I'm moving out soon, so yeah. It seems like that's been a constant throughout my life, just moving out. And I'm moving somewhere else in Toronto, yeah. Okay, that's good. So you're um, staying in the city? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm planning on, yeah. but I mean, that depends on, you know, if I find something affordable, because rent is ridiculous. Rent is just ridiculous. What has happened to us? We cannot leave downtown anymore. Quite a few of my friends are moving north. Yes. Yes, I would like to play a little bit for you. I would love that girl because you know this yeah. thing makes me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like honestly like 
perhaps one of the best interviews I've ever had because oh it's very chill right. well, I feel very uncomfortable when they ask you like the yeah. same questions yeah. I like when they make me think yeah. and usually it's just like boring stuff that I'm just like oh god because if one day you know I become better known then you can always show people this yes, yes. and you are like oh yep. that person <laughs> we interviewed her back yes. in 2016 no you didn't and we were so high <laughs> I played for pride a couple of weeks ago I think it was that was one of the biggest things I've done there were so many people this yeah. year at the trans march oh my god the trans march usually is like 4,000 people tops but this year it was 10,000 wow, 10,000 people well it's it's honestly like the best option at this point yeah. but we still have a long way to go when you live as openly as I do you have to tune out sometimes when you are in public but sometimes people, you know, like say things. Things that they might not consider to be offensive, but they are, you know. You just like don't approach a stranger and ask them about their genitals, for example. It's just a thing that you don't do. I am the, I am the person I am and I know I might not be everybody's ideal, but I think I am close to my ideal. So that's what matters to me. I try not to pay attention. It's, it's easier for me to manage. Before I used to argue a lot with people. Holy shit, all the time. I was that crazy woman on the street, you know, just like <laughs> arguing with a motherfucker on the other side of the street. Because <laughs> he was an asshole. Yeah. And now I'm just like, you're not worth my time. Yeah. Because you know? then I'm the one who looks ridiculous, you know? <laughs> I know. Listen, I can be loud. Yeah. But I'm pissed. <laughs> Oh my god, I sing very loud. Are you sure it's okay for me to sing here? I think it's fine. Yeah, you know, I sing very loud. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to, but I just cannot yeah. not sing loud. Yeah. That's a beautiful guitar. Thank you. I call her La Poderosa. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know what that means? Claro, claro que si. You speak Spanish? A girl. Mommy, mommy. In Mexico, there is always a conversation about death throughout literature. It's a very fatalistic point of view, way of seeing the world, because it's like, you know what? We're gonna die anyway, so we might as well die in a very big way, you know? And that's why when you listen to Mexican music, like Mexican traditional, it's very, you know, full of pain and anger and regret. I know I have that in my blood. And sometimes when I, you know, let go, then all of that pain comes out and it makes the performance a little bit more enjoyable for people. I become a I become a medium, you know, for those emotions to be, you know, conveyed. I almost 
throw myself on you someday. I can't see the point of living anymore. I want to see my friends on you someday. At a place I always feel at home They said hello my friend You look sad, let me cheer you up We will sing, we will dance, we will talk of the past See, my world is shrinking and my life is getting really out of hand But then I hear you say you love me and I feel much better when you hold my hand I want to show you who I am cause save you know me and my do the things you do I laugh, I cry, I dream, I hope to find a home in other ways just like you I almost kill myself on Sunday Was with mine, your looks and mine, name. I want to say goodbye on Sunday, but suddenly my pain was gone, as was my shame. Time's easy to get by when we have people by your side. We can sing, we can dance, and forget what has passed. Sometimes I see my world is shrinking and my life is getting really out of hand But then I hear you say you love me and I feel much better when you hold my hand I want to show you who I am cause if you know me and I do the things you do I laugh, I cry, I dream, I hope to find a home in other ways I'm just like you Sometimes I see my world is shrinking and my life is getting really out of hand But then I hear you say you love me and I feel much better when you hold my hand I want to show you who I am cause if you know me you might know the things you do I laugh, I cry, I dream, I hope to find a home in other ways I'm just like you I almost kill myself on Sunday I heard a voice screaming in my mind It feels good, it feels good, it feels good It feels good to be alive It feels good, it feels good, it feels good It feels good to be alive It feels good, it feels good, it feels good It feels good to be alive
glad I'm here to see you once again. I usually need to take a few seconds. I'm not sure if the song is hopeful or hopeless. And that's what I love about it. I think I use that tool very frequently in my writing. The, the melodies can be uplifting, but the lyrics are ambiguous in that is this person really feeling good about being alive or is this person trying to convince themselves that that is the best option? I don't know yet. I have a lot of friends who they are terrific singers better than me but they don't allow themselves to feel what they are singing it takes a lot of confidence to allow yourself to feel that pain over and over many singers hesitate you know to go down that path because it's very taxing energy wise but most of the singers that have moved us the most they were not the best singers, but they knew how to tell the story. Dylan was a horrible singer. Holy shit! What was he thinking? Was he thinking? But I and yet I I I don't know too many singers who can like do what he can. You know, with that horrible voice. Every time I hear him talk, I'm just like, dude, no, just sing. And then he sings and, it, and then his voice makes sense to me. Yeah. And Leonard Cohen, yes. he, yeah. he would make fun of his voice himself, what you know? Is? Yeah, he would say, you know, that he was blessed to be born with a golden voice, you know? Because his voice is crap. And yet, not many singers move me the way he moves me. His poetry is just, you know, like, so beautiful. And then add to that, that voice. Mm, perfect combination. Mm, yeah. Like many others, I'm pretty sure, I naively came into the community, you know, the LGBTQ, thinking that it was all, you know, like rainbows and unicorns. And everyone was a family, you know. It was a bit of a hard realization that the community itself has a lot of problems that we generally don't talk about because it's like we have to stand together because it's only us against all of them. And dividing ourselves makes us vulnerable. And that's why we are divided. We just don't talk about it. But there's a lot of classism in the community. There's racism in the community. There is, a, there is ableism. There's misogyny. It's, it's very disappointing, you know, to learn that. And it's even more disappointing that when you point it out, when you tell people, you know, when you tell them like, hey, you're fucking up, don't do that and then they accuse you of being you know a radical and it's like i'm not trying to ask for more 
than I think I deserve. Because I'm always on the sidelines and you never really make me part of the party. We have very little power because most of you know the big decisions are made you know by a group of men and that personally pisses me off. I'm like hey you took something that wasn't yours because you didn't start this shit. We started this shit. If for whatever reason someone came over here and they wanted to target someone who's LGBTQ and they come into the room who is the first person that you, you think they would be looking at they would be going for not gonna be you they might you know go by stereotypes and I know what I look like and I'm proud of what I look like but I know it makes me vulnerable so when they try to downplay the fact that it has been women like me from the very beginning who have been moving shit around because everyone else gets too comfortable and it's like hey now that we fixed your problems can you help us fix ours and it's like oh, you ask for too much we need to talk to you know like other people about other things that are more important it's become profitable to profit of us just not being considered ever you know with the whole black lives matter thing the protest you heard about it oh my god how sad am i that i didn't make it there because i was going to oh that was like that's that's like the stonewall of our times you know because this shed, it's gonna have, you know, a snowball effect. And I don't know if you read, but like you can become a member of Pride. You can buy a membership for 10 bucks, right? And then that means when there's the, the, the next general meeting where they make the decisions and the members vote yes or no. So if all of us who support Black Lives Matter you know, like become members, then we will have. We will be the ones, like the decision makers, you know. And I'm very proud, you know, of like people to have thought of that. But let's see, you know, if these people, you know, like don't come up with like something that invalidates that for whatever reason. But the truth is that the conversation has been started. So that makes me very proud to be living in this time, you know, this, in this time in, in, in the history of my community. It's always important to consider all of the different intersections, right? Because despite my, the, uh, the oppression that I might experience, I know I also have privilege. And that is something that sometimes some people forget. They don't want to acknowledge to their privilege. And sometimes, indirectly, they end up becoming also the oppressor. I've met my ways. I've, you know, had my share of fuck-ups and I know that living the way I do now has given me so much perspective, so, so much needed perspective. And how long have you been living with this? A year and a half, oh, something like that. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm happy. I am very happy, despite despite all despite everything you know that's happened. Yeah. I've lost a lot of things, but I have gained many more at a personal level. I feel like I am more connected with myself and I feel like I'm more honest. I used to lie a lot. Oh my god. I was 
I was not someone that you could trust much because I was hiding always. I was afraid, I was terrified, I didn't want for people to see me. And I know that those lies affected a lot of people. They affected me. And I've taken some time off uh, in the last few months to have those conversations with myself and figure out how to live without having to, you know, rely on lies. Because I pretended for too long that I was someone whom I wasn't. Because it was easier, you know. And I... It shames me a little bit, you know, to say it, but I think it's necessary that I say it. That I... I knew it was not honest, but it was more comfortable. Uh, it, it starts raining, so I stop. I'm riding my bicycle, right? And I'm taking cover. And out of nowhere, this guy comes over, and he's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, okay. And listen, I'm a very chatty person. So <laughs> he starts talking to me, and he like just starts making conversation right and we're having you know like a good time then at some point he's like hey can you give me a hand job because i've been single for a while and i'm like you know what i don't really like men but she just asked so nicely. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? I, I don't think I can do that. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> can I give you my number? <laughs> do you understand how ridiculous that is? <laughs> like right after, he's like, oh, well, can I give you my number? <laughs> Yes, please. So the next time I feel like giving someone a hand job, I got your number. He's <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Thank wow. you. I'm like, yes, I'll take your number. And I still have his number <laughs> in my jacket. And I'm like, why am I even keeping this? I keep it just to remind myself that I need to be comical about some of the bullshit that I have to go through sometimes just so it's more manageable because it's very difficult to change people's minds but I know I can change my own I can tell when someone is being mechanical and it's not attractive maybe it's the reason I'm single too <laughs> yeah hmm. over a year now having relationship with queers comes with a set of other, you know, Etiquette. exactly, yeah. <laughs> expectations, okay. and I have learned a lot, a lot of very basic things, I am a little bit embarrassed, you know, to admit that I didn't know those things, but I'm thankful to my queers, you know. Who do you date? Do you date men, women, I don't date men. I'm very what? 
attracted to femininity. I have a very soft spot, however, for androgyny. I've been with men, but it's just not my thing. No, because there's only one boss there, and it's gotta be me. <laughs> Fuck you. I want to be with men. I want to like men. Because it's much easier for me to to find men that might be interested in dating me. So how was life before as a man for you? It was a party, baby. It was a party? Holy shit. <laughs> it was a party, baby. I love that. You know, there were different challenges. The fact that I was perceived as a man of color was always a problem. It pissed me off because there was always like extra interest in knowing what I was carrying in my pockets. Yeah, quite a few times, you know, and it just becomes, you know, like a normal occurrence that, you know, like, ah, oh, there, they are going to question again. You, know? you don't experience that now? I don't experience that now. I experience now harassment from guys because they approach me and want to talk to me. And like half of the time, like, even though I'm not interested in them, I know they are losers. I'm like, oh my god, brother, you have no chance with me. Is that what you say? That's what I think to myself. <laughs> yeah, I need to tell them because, I don't know, they might get aggressive or something, you know? Fucking Neanderthals. It's true. And I know that I like when I really like put some effort on my makeup, for example. I know that if I put some effort on my hair, you know, it looks really beautiful. And I might do my nails too, you know, and I really, you know, like do my lip in a very precise way so it looks pretty. I love when I look at myself in the mirror and I see how it looks. And then some other days I just don't give a fuck. And I say to myself, I'm not shaving today. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't even yeah. wear, you know, like the vest, you know, I just have, you know, like this thing, you know, you can see my breasts there and it's like they see me and it confuses them and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. All women experience the pressure of being something more than they are. As a woman, I feel the need to prove to myself that. I can be something that is not expected of me. So for me, doing music now is not just something that gives me pleasure. I feel it's a way of changing some people's minds. Because they don't expect to see someone like me. And when they see me, they cringe a little bit. But after they hear it, then they understand something about people like me. That's why I censor myself sometimes. Because sometimes I want, you know, be a little bit rude to people because I want them to wake up. But for the most part, I just, you know, serenade them. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. This makes me happy. Best <laughs> idea ever. <laughs> Mommy, gracias. Mm. Sometimes I wonder. If I dress up now the way my girlfriends used to, 
I had some like very amazing partners, many of whom I owe a lot of my womanhood. I learned a lot from them. Yeah, they taught me a lot of things. They didn't know that I was observing them all the time. You know, <laughs> I was like just in awe, you know, of what they were. Yeah. You were in awe of your girlfriends. That's great. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Do you have any songs that you would consider happy? Do you have any uppity songs? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm not sure I have one. <laughs> like, I have this one song that, like, yeah, you could say it's like very upbeat, <laughs> and if you play it, you know, with the full band, it sounds awesome. But I still feel like it's one of my saddest songs, but people don't catch that. <laughs> oh, so it seems to be a happy song, but it's a sad. Well, see, these are the these are the lyrics. I had many a chance to be happy. I gave them up all. I'm sure I'll be killed by my vices. It's hard to say no. Can I please get a little more? <laughs> more. 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 <laughs> That's just the beginning of the song. Do you ever do any covers? There was a song by The Talking Heads. Mm. Psycho Killer. I just like oh, that yeah. song. Did you play it for us? Oh god, yeah. I haven't done it in ages, girl. I, I don't think I, I can, like, I don't know. Something like that, I don't know, like... I was very disconnected from my own community for a long time. All of my communities, you know, I was just like in hiding. I came into the queer community and then I came into the trans women community. That connected me back to my Latinidad because I ended up becoming friends with Mujer, with all the people, you know, who go there, all the women there. And they have a book club every last Saturday of the month or, so, or something. But the book club is really a booze club. A booze club. Oh my god. And when they told me, like, hey, let's go to the book club. And I was like, it's Saturday. It's 11 p.m. What are you... What? And then it's just like the most amazing party because I was with my people, you know, with my women. I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. Thank you. So I'm, I'm very happy to have recaptured that because it was gone for too long and, and I missed it. I missed it. It's who I am. Yeah, I'm proud of who I am. Where I come from. Yeah. I notice you have some tattoos. I do. This one is uh, Lilith. Oh, Lilith. You know a story? A little bit. You want to tell? No. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what that was. Adam and Eve, right? But before Eve, there was another woman. 
that woman was created equal with Adam. And Adam did not like that at all because she was stubborn and she was like, fuck you, Adam, I'll fuck you up. And she was so badass that she was like, paradise is shit. I'm going to hang out with the demons. That's where the fun is at. She's fucking badass. She was like, paradise, fuck you, I can do better. That is my woman here. Yes. You know. I've always been a very spiritual person. From a very young age, my family would take me to church. And I had respect for that divinity. On the contrary, it was out of that respect to that divinity that I eventually decided to move away. Because I thought that some people were abusing their power and that offended me. How could you do that in the name of something you do not truly comprehend, you do not respect? It's probably the reason why I, my, my relationship with my family is somewhat strained. I know that they are willing to talk to me, provided I pretend I'm someone whom I'm not. And I'm just tired of playing that role. It's a role that doesn't belong to me. I will, you know, practice my mindfulness and patiently sit and wait until they decide to call me my name. People get so attached to those kind of things. As if you had been born with a name tag. From a very young age, all of these expectations are put on you and it takes you a while to figure out like, hey, wait a minute. I think that's one of the reasons why sometimes there's a, a divide among, I'm gonna focus on trans women, because those are the ones I think I know the most about, since I am one. Uh, some of them get too caught up on the appearance. And I know that for me, appearance is important. It's, it validates me. It, it makes me feel real. I have a huge appreciation for people whose beauty comes out of their uniqueness. Yeah. And that really expands what beautiful is. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, like, at least before, you know, like, some of my male friends, you know, they were jerks, you know, they would say things like, you're dating that girl? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, hey, you're talking about my girlfriend. <laughs> and they're like, you can do better. I'm like, what? Fuck you. Wow. Yeah, like guys are that, that, that kind of people, uh, you know, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's awful, yeah. you know. I had to live, you know, with like those kind of, you know, like conversations that I was like. Do you think all men are like no, I listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Oh my God, you got me there, girl. That's a great one. Um, where's the lighter? It is difficult for me to to say honestly that that is the case from experience. I know that I can say it from what I have observed. Yeah. 
and I know that not all of my interactions have been the most pleasant. I know how I live, but I also know that I always was aware that that was not me. It was almost as if, you know, you go to a concert, you know, and one of your friends tells you like, hey, like I got this VIP pass, but it's for my friend Johnny, but we can like change the name and then you can use it. And you are like, oh, okay. Or like you can pretend that you're Johnny. And like, oh yeah, like, let's do that, right? And then like, you sort of like get in and then they are like, who are you? And they are like, oh, like, I'm Johnny. I'm Johnny, you know? And then they are like, oh, okay, welcome to the club, Johnny. Because you are, you know, like one of us. And, oh God, it was so annoying. It was so fucking annoying. It was just not my world. And I lived for too long in it. Just because it was less embarrassing yeah. but I wouldn't do that to myself again. I mean I mean I miss things that are probably not as important but like it was easier to find dates before okay. you know because okay. I knew how to put on that persona you know what was your, what was your dating persona <laughs> no fuck you <laughs> fuck you I'm gonna you, I can only imagine that's know. that's embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do that. Oh, I play Barry White. I, oh, I pull all of <laughs> Barry White, Al Green. <laughs> I want to show you a picture. Um, this is a picture of me a few years ago. I'm going to say maybe hmm, in 2010. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have it here somewhere. But uh, it's just gonna take a while. But like that picture, I want to like make it into a tattoo. That's gonna be my next tattoo because it's another myth too. So all of these are myths, right? The myth of Lilith, the myth of Sisyphus, and then the myth of, I'm gonna call it the myth of Julius Caesar. Okay. Um, I am like, really looking forward to having that tattoo because that's gonna complete my my sleeve will you do something on the other arm no i just want to do the left one for some reason i'm not sure why i would like to maybe do some on my leg i'm not opposed to that i thought it would be awesome only the left one why i don't know that just seems reasonable <laughs> i'm telling you like i try to be as reasonable as possible because otherwise, yeah, it's it's a little bit more difficult to manage for me. Yeah, I need to like always know that I am in, you know, control of my choices. Yeah, this picture is still taking a while, but um, I'm telling you, it's it's worth the wait. Okay. But uh, no, listen. Yes, I live for this kind of company. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can totally see that you do your makeup very well. Yes. I, listen, I've, I've been trying to experiment with different things because I know that 
if I put a little bit more effort into it, then it looks like amazing, right? But without it, I feel like I'm faking. And with too much of it, I feel like I'm faking too. So I have to find that middle ground when I'm like, I'm still me, you know? Um, it's, it's taking me, you know? well because like most girls at the beginning I was just like all oh, the makeup on the face I need makeup on the ears too on ears. it was just ridiculous I, I, I like for people to question themselves when they look at me I enjoy that I, I like them not being sure you have to come to the mujer group okay I wanted to volunteer with them at one point but you know I'm just like finding time to do anything listen when they have their book club I will let you know on oh, oh mommy there you can do everything you want those women are crazy those women are crazy I love them wow I don't even recognize you I was heavier too I was heavier too and with facial hair like what? Maybe twenty five maybe twenty five pounds bigger. Bigger, wow. Yeah, I've lost a lot of weight. Intentionally? Or was it just kind of organic? A bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Very different. But And that's what I wanted to do here. Yes. Very handsome. Yeah. Intense? Listen. Intense man? Yes. I I like that kind of beauty in myself. I appreciate it because it's a whole other dimension as to who I am. But that does not mean I am a guy. And that is something I, I was always aware of. And I thought that I could live with that persona. I'm trying to be more careful, you know, with what I share with people. It's for my own safety. But for the most part, I'm I'm very open about my experience, my experiences. I think that's how people used to learn in the past, you know. Orally, they would pass on these stories that were meant to, you know, like show them how to, you know, live. Oh my God, yes, I'm hungry, girl. There's so much food around here. I am going for food after. I don't yes, know about for you, sure, for sure. but if you want, we can all go for food because there's what are you a, everything. Everything. Oh, I know. Just like. Would you guys want to do what's it called? Uh, arepas. Arepas. I love arepas. Have you had arepas here? I love arepas. Yeah. Up the street.